I woke up in the middle of the hallway when suddenly I heard kissing noises from my twin brother Mark's room. I took a peek from the door and had the biggest shock of my life. He wasn't kissing his girlfriend or another girl. He was kissing my boyfriend for the love of God. I was so shocked I started nose bleeding. I barged into the room screaming, What did I do wrong? Don't you like my long hair anymore? My love, I... Mark shoved him away and defensively said, Get out of my room, you little perv. He then ran to the window and started pretending to throw up violently. Oh, and now you're pregnant? La good guy. Shut up, brat. It's not what you think. My boyfriend immediately jumped out of the window without any explanation and was never seen again, ever. He was a jerk anyway. Mama barged in and asked what happened. Ma, Mark kissed my boyfriend. Correction, her stupid boyfriend sneaked into my room and kissed me. Gadidi, it's not my fault that both girls and boys are crazy about me. OMG, you're just jealous because I'm better than you at almost everything, even soccer. You wish. I'm the man of the house. I'll do whatever I want, whenever I want, and I will make sure to ruin your life. Mama glared at me. Stop annoying my darling boy. Gay or not, at least his room is clean. Look, it's more organized than your entire life, you useless girl. Go clean your room now. My room is always clean. It's just organized in a messy way. And did you ever hear him threatening me, like just now? Mama continued blabbering, which made me sleepy, and I yawned. Moments later, I just dropped on the floor and fell asleep. Again. Oh, hi there. My name is Trixie. I'm from the Philippines, and I have a condition called narcolepsy, where I sleep literally anytime and anywhere. But that didn't stop me from stealing my brother's girlfriend to get revenge on him. Like and subscribe to hear my story. You see, my annoying brother was in the same class as mine, and he made my life crazier with this condition. One day, our history teacher was talking about how our country was made up of 7,640 beautiful islands when Christian, Mark's best friend, suddenly went down on his knees and asked me to marry him. Was this for real? Oh, yes, Christian, I do, I do, I will marry you. Suddenly, our teacher kicked my seat and I was wide awake. Detention for sleeping in class again, Trixie. I looked around and saw that everyone was laughing at me, including Christian himself. My stupid brother teased me. Oh, yes, Christian, I do, I do, I will marry you. So freaking stupid. Oh, no, had I seriously said that? I had been secretly crushing on Christian since forever, but I'd never admit it because he was my jerk brother's best friend. While on my way to the detention room, I bumped into Christian of all people. He was grinning from ear to ear as he helped me up. So, I heard from a reliable source that you want to marry me. It was just a dream. Like, ew, you're not even my type. My heart instantly raced when he leaned in closer and started playing with my hair. You're really cute, you know. Uh, huh? He pressed my nose and gave a wink before leaving. OMG, my heart. Just then, Mark and his girlfriend, Julia, the most beautiful girl in school, walked by me. They just pushed me away and continued walking. I landed on the ground and fell asleep right away. And when I woke up, girls were looking differently at me. Were they drooling? I got even more confused at what they were saying. Oh my god, who is he? He's so cute. Have babies with me, new guy. He can ruin my life and I'll thank him. I passed by a locker which had a mirror attached to it and screamed at the top of my lungs when I realized that someone had cut my hair short. I immediately thought of Mark. It was surely him. I stomped over to Julia. Her eyes grew wide upon seeing me. Did he send you to cut my hair? Huh? What are you talking about, and who are you? Duh, I'm Trixie. She looked totally shocked and a bit hooked. Mark was going to pay for this. This is a joke, right? 
Julia leaned in closer to inspect my face, and our lips almost touched. You look more handsome than your brother. Mark showed up looking very, very jealous. It gave me an idea for a perfect payback by stealing his girlfriend. Babe, what are you doing? I was just telling your sister how she got uglier and short hair. Come on, babe, stop wasting your time on her. He snatched Julia away, and the girl looked back at me and gave me a weird smile. Later that day, I was looking for her and found her watching the soccer practice along with hundreds of other girls. She was surprised when I sat beside her. I tried talking to her, but she was ignoring me. Why couldn't she be like those other girls who were suddenly going crazy over me? Mark turned in our direction, so I grinned and whispered some nonsense in his girlfriend's ear to make it look like we were flirting. Robot potato. Huh? I so wanted to laugh at Julia's face. The girl looked so confused. I was so loving the look of jealousy on Mark's face. Minutes later, I had fallen asleep in the bleachers. And when I woke up, Christian was kicking the ball and flew it in my direction. Thank God I immediately caught it with one hand. Everyone looked very impressed. I really was good at soccer. Christian ran up to me and said, I'm so sorry about that, dude. Wait, Trixie, is that you? Why did you cut your beautiful hair? His disappointed face made me want to cry. I missed my long hair so much. Because of that, my hatred for my brother grew even more. Somebody cut it while I was sleeping. I bet it was someone insecure. I made sure that Mark heard it. It will grow back again in a month. Don't worry. Anyway, that catch was perfect. You should be our new goalkeeper. The last one is in a coma since he got hit on his head. Mark immediately rejected his idea. Dude, said Yosoka, my sister's a girl and she just messed the game. Try me. Their coach agreed to it, and the next moment I was already standing in the goal box with all the players lined up in front of me, ready to kick the ball. They were all stunned when I caught them all effortlessly. Mark looked like he was about to eat me alive, but Christian was looking very impressed. Oh my god, Trixie, that was so cool. Suddenly, hundreds of girls were running towards me looking like hungry pregnant cats. Oh no, I immediately excused myself and hid inside the janitor's closet. I took out my pillow and instantly fell asleep. When I woke up, I almost screamed upon seeing Julia's face up close. She was on top of me, and she was holding scissors. Panicking, I pushed her away, and she crashed against the janitor's things and knocked them all over, making some loud noise. You stupid girl! Why can't you be ugly? I should have cut everything last time. No one should be prettier than me. What? So it was actually her and not Mark? What a psycho! She was about to pull my hair when the door opened, and I came face to face with a shocked Christian, a furious Mark, and the jealous girls behind them. Apparently, it looked like I had just made out with Julia. I swear, at that moment, I wanted to disappear. Julia immediately went after Mark while I was left with Christian and the other girls. I was about to explain, but he stopped me. It's okay, Trixie. I understand. I wanted to run after him, but these furious girls were blocking my way. Could this day get any worse? The soccer finals finally came and I tripped over something out of nervousness. To my surprise, someone picked me up and carried me like we just got married. Christian! W what are you doing? Just making your dreams come true. I was blushing hardcore when he gently put me on my seat and sat next to me. I wanted to be clear to him that I wasn't a lesbian, but then Mark suddenly squeezed himself between us and they started talking about girls and mobile legends. Ugh. Boys. When we reached the stadium, the game immediately started and it was intense. The players of our rival school were really good. One of them was already kicking the ball in my direction. I was so confident that I'd catch it, but to my surprise, I tripped again and missed it. I looked down and noticed that I'd actually forgotten to tie my shoelaces. I caught Mark smirking at me. Oh, that jerk was happy I messed the game. Thankfully, I was able to catch the next ones. Things got really boring in the middle of the game, so I fell asleep in the middle of the goal box. 
Minutes later, I woke up to my brother pouring water over me and the sound of my teammates into everyone screaming at me. Trixie, wake up! I instantly rose to life and saw the current score. It was now a tie and we only had 10 seconds left. When I got up, a player was now running my way and oh boy, those legs were scary. All right, Trixie, you're a girl and you're cool. You can stop this. He kicked the ball real hard and I jumped to reach it and slapped it away. My teammates in the audience rose to cheer for our victory. Christian picked me up and twirled me around like we were happy lovers. You were amazing. He was about to kiss me when Mark interrupted us. You did great, sis. I couldn't believe my ears. It was the first time he'd ever said a nice thing about me. Thanks, Skuya. When we came back to school, everyone was treating me like a hero, and the girls were showering me with gifts and marriage proposals. I turned to Christian and gave him a help-me look, but he just gave me a very sad look. Did he really think that I was enjoying these girls' attention? Suddenly, I felt brave. I grabbed his face and finally kissed him in front of those girls. He kissed me back, and I had butterflies flapping around wildly in my stomach. I looked for Mark, but I couldn't find him anywhere. I wondered if he was okay. He didn't go to school the next day, and I got a bit worried. One night, I decided to sneak into his room, only to get another shocker when I saw him staring at Christian's picture in his wallet. Oh my god! I thought he was jealous because of Julia, but no! It was because of Christian, his best friend and my crush. Grab it, though! Suddenly, he spoke. I know you're there, sis. Come and sit with your loser brother. For the first time in my life, I felt sorry for him. I sat beside him, and to my surprise, he hugged me and his body shook as he cried. You're not a loser, okay? We are not losers, remember that. Christian has really liked you since day one, you know. Take care of that jerk for me, okay? I promise. The rivalry between my brother and I finally came to an end, and as a bonus, I also became Mama's new favorite when I finally cleaned my room. My thumbs flew over the controller at lightning speed as I battled my coworker Andy while everyone else cheered from the sides. How did you get that level up? Where have you learned these moves? From the deep dark corners of the internet, my friend, and I'm about to own your butt. With that, I unleashed my final secret move and blew up the enemy. You're a loser, I'm a winner, your mama's buying me chicken dinner. Suddenly, there was pin drop silence, and I turned around to face the dragon store manager, aka Andy's mom. You have 10 seconds to clear up this mess and get back to your jobs, or you're on fire! My name's Ellie. I'm a computer expert, gamer, hacker, and overall top-notch geek. I led a very exciting life in the virtual realm, but in the real world, my life was pretty average. Until one day, everything changed. Yeah, we say that a lot around here, don't we? But before I continue, please like and subscribe. Ever since I was a kid, I was obsessed with computers. And by the time I was 12, I was writing code, developing software, and even doing some basic hacking. And I was addicted to video games. I thought I was cool, but that was not a popular opinion. By the time I reached high school, I was pretty much used to having a seat at the outcast's table. And things weren't much different at home. I was raised by my single mom, who was my polar opposite. She was a social butterfly who loved throwing lavish parties for her wealthy friends and was always trying to set me up with her sons. A nightmare. Mom, can I go to my room? I ate too many dumplings earlier. I don't feel so good. You're not fooling me, Ellie. 
See that boy over there? He's single and very rich. Go talk to him. That boy played football at my school, and he was surrounded by some popular girls. And I walked over. Hi, uh, I, uh, oh God, save yourselves. Then I threw up all over the boy and the head cheerleader. Of course, I was a laughing stock in school the next day, and I started hiding out in the library. One day, I was playing a game when I got an invite to a virtual treasure hunt with a huge cash prize. The disclaimer read, only super smart, hardcore gamers need apply. It was like someone was describing me. I breezed through each challenge, but when I got to the last level, my computer suddenly froze, and then it became lifeless. No! But this was just the beginning of a series of unfortunate events. Soon after my 18th birthday, mom suddenly fell really sick. The doctors ran a million tests and gave her expensive treatments, but nothing was working. And we had a ton of medical bills we couldn't pay because mom's credit cards were all overdrawn. We're poor and I'm sick. Find a rich man so you can have a good life. How am I supposed to do that? Boys don't even notice me. We're poor. F find a rich man. A rich man. Find my daughter. What did I say? Daughter, find rich? My man? I mean, um... F -f find a rich man. And then my mom slipped into a coma. My life turned around 180 degrees. I had no idea when mom would be okay. I was drowning in debt. My grades were suffering and I felt so alone. But then one day, as I was leaving my work shift, a strange man came running to me and shoved the device in my hand, then fled the scene. You've been selected for a top secret mission. This message will self-destruct in 30 seconds. I read the details fast. I'd make a ton of money and work with computers and security systems all day. Was this for real? My life was at rock bottom anyway, so it was worth finding out. I accepted, and a second before the time ran out, I tossed the device into the air, and it exploded. What in the Mission Impossible? And the next day, I was whisked away in a private jet to a state-of-the-art facility with a dozen computer geeks. All day, we worked on hacking software, computer codes, and sophisticated simulations. We were given board and lodging, too. And for the first time, I was with people I had something in common with. A week later, I was busy working at my desk when this guy a few years older than me walked in. And I felt like the Matrix had glitched. Like I was Ellie in a parallel dimension where it was possible for Ellie to fall in love with a boy at first sight. And he was like a young Keanu Reeves, but with spectacles. So hot. I don't remember the part where I floated away from my seat, but suddenly I found myself standing in front of him. Can I help you? Uh, maybe I can help you. I'm very helpful. Help me help you. What? Sorry, let me... Ow! I just poked myself in the eye. <laughs> uh, let me introduce myself. Hi, I'm Smelly. I mean Ellie. It's short for Eleanor, or Elena, or Elaine. I extended my hand, and as he shook it, I screamed. What? What happened? Oh, it's not your fault. That was just a very firm handshake, and I have a very low threshold for pain. Like, really. I once fainted when an apple fell from a tree and hit my head. It wasn't even a hard apple. Like, it was rotten and squishy, but he walked away while I was still talking. That's the head of the company, girl. Oh, my gigabytes. This demigod was my boss? His name was Liam Finch. He could solve any problem, crack any code, and he looked amazing while doing it. I had such a giant, stupid crush on him. 
and I couldn't help recalling Mom's words about finding a rich man for a better life. Liam looked and smelled expensive. I had to get him to ask me out, and I turned to AskBrain2 for helpful tips. The next day, I turned up to work in a tight, short dress, and I'd made sure to apply plenty of tanning lotion to look like those gorgeous models I'd seen online. All eyes were on me, and I was sure to have the same effect on Liam. Before we start this meeting, I have to ask Emmy, are you having a reaction to something? Emmy, speak up, whoever you are. The boss is asking you something. Oh, wait, you meant me. It's Ellie. <laughs> and, uh, no, I I'm good. I think you should go to the bathroom. There's some anti-allergy medicine in the first aid kit there. This wasn't the reaction I'd expected, but when I looked at myself in the mirror, I screamed. The tanning lotion had turned so orange, I looked like a radioactive carrot. The next day, I came to work wearing huge fake eyelashes, but those stupid things made my eyes feel heavy and I couldn't stop blinking. Later in the cafeteria, one of my coworkers came up to me as I waited in the lunch line, and he had some ketchup on his upper lip. Hey, Ellie, I, I saw you in the meeting today. Um, okay. I saw you too, buddy. But first, you got something right here. Out of nowhere, the guy pulled me close and planted a moist kiss on my lips. I pushed him away and punched him hard. Ellie, what the heck? First you keep winking at me all through the meeting. And then you ask me to kiss you. And then you hit me? Excuse me, what? He kicked up a huge fuss to Liam about being assaulted, and then he quit. That was one of our best coders, and you've made him leave. Well, he hit me first. Like, I mean, he was hitting on me, and it was gross. Are you sure? Why would anyone want to hit on you? Um, why wouldn't anyone want to do that? But Liam just walked away without replying. A couple of days later, Liam threw a small farewell party for his secretary, Jessica. She was so annoyingly model-like, and I couldn't be happier to see her leave. Hey, Jesse, I'm really sad you're leaving. Want me to help you pack? I'm very helpful. Uh, wait, isn't that a company paperweight? No, it's mine. I brought it from home. I'm pretty sure it belongs to the office. But hey, it's just a paperweight. Are you calling me a thief? Why don't I just take that from you? We won't mention this to anyone. Give it back to me, you witch! It's not yours, Jesse. You're robbing the boss blind! As we both pulled at the paperweight, I suddenly lost my balance and let go, and it went flying straight into Jessica's perfect fake nose. Emmy, what's the matter with you? Do you think I care if my secretary takes a useless paperweight from the office? I was just trying to do the right thing, sir. The right thing would be to stop injuring my employees. The next morning, I gave myself a pep talk in the staff room before work. Okay, the last few days have been bad, Ellie. But today's a new day to show everyone what a cool, brilliant chick you are. You got this, girl. Now show yourself some self-love. I kissed my reflection, but when I opened my eyes, I was horrified to see Liam standing behind me. Can you please keep things professional and practice your makeout skills in private? Which, I might add, need a substantial amount of work. Jeez. What? No, 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 that's not what it was. Oh, God. This was almost as bad as the day Mom went into a coma. The next day, while I was busy coding, I couldn't help thinking about my makeout skills. I turned to my trusty advisor, Google. But when I opened up the first link, some kind of virus popped up on everyone's screens. Your system is under attack and will be immediately destroyed. Goodbye. And then every screen went blank. There was a wave of shocked silence across the room. Who the heck opened an insecure link? 
I felt about as small as an ant. I am so sorry, Liam. It was a... a small error of judgment. Small error? Your small error may have catastrophic consequences for our national security! Sorry, what? I thought this was a private security company. I recruited people I believed I could train to be the very best. Because every code we write and every firewall we construct has massive importance. But you've caused a major breach. And now I have to fix your mess. And I was clearly wrong about you. You don't belong here. Pack your things. You're going home tomorrow morning. And it's not Liam. It's Mr. Finch. I felt like I'd been punched in the stomach. This place was the most at home I'd ever felt, and I'd really screwed things up. The next morning, I was going to the office to turn in my employee card. When I stopped short, the building had been sealed and was surrounded by police officers, and my co-workers were being arrested. I slipped away quickly, my heart racing. What the heck was going on? The only thing I could think of was finding Liam, if he hadn't been arrested already too. I made my way to his place and rang the buzzer a few times, but no one answered. Then I overrode the code of the security lock and the door clicked open. I'd just taken a few steps in when someone leapt at me and pushed me to the ground. And I found Liam on top of me with a chopstick. Emmy, how did you get in? And why do you know where I live? It's a top secret location. We we sell that lock at the store where I worked at before, so I'm very familiar with the software. And I, uh, hacked your smartwatch to track your whereabouts a few weeks ago. Just for fun, I swear. See, smartwatches aren't actually that smart. They should be kind of called dumb watches. Also, were you going to poke my eye out with a chopstick? Get up. Why are you even here? Because I went to the office and everyone was getting arrested. Well, it's all your fault. What? Since our security systems were down after you downloaded that virus, something invaluable was stolen from us last night. And now, we're all in big trouble, and I have to go into hiding. You, you're leaving? Will I ever see you again? Unlikely. You've ruined everything. Just go home. Look, Mr. Finch, this is ridiculous. There are plenty of problems in your security system that I've been studying for the past few weeks. And someone would have figured those out sooner or later anyway. So stop blaming me and please tell me what's going on. Also, why is it so hard for a genius like you to remember that my name is Ellie? Liam looked surprised at my outburst. And just as he was about to speak, we heard cars screeching outside. The police are here for me. I gotta go. Whoa, whoa, wait. I'm coming with you. I can't survive jail or torture. I told you, I have a very low threshold for pain. Oh, God, just shut up. Liam grabbed my hand and led me to the kitchen, where he opened a trap door in the floor and started climbing down, and I followed. Dark, narrow spaces. I hate dark, narrow spaces. I'll die if a mouse jumps on me. We ran through an underground passageway, climbed up another ladder and out of a gutter hole, and onto a main street several blocks away. Liam dashed towards a car and we jumped in, but just as we were driving off, several police cars came to a stop in front of us. Wow, we managed to escape for all of two minutes. Okay, Mr. Finch, Liam, whatever. If I never see you again, I just want to say that you're the most beautiful... Suddenly, Liam hit the pedal hard and started driving in reverse like a maniac. Oh my god, what are you doing? I'm too young to die. I've spent all my life behind computer screens. I haven't seen the world. I've never even been on a beach. You know what? I'll go to jail. You can drop me off anywhere convenient. Ah! 
Liam took a sharp turn into a street, avoiding a truck by half an inch. He turned the car around 180 degrees and started driving even faster. They saw two black cars hot on her tail. Emmy, I need you to get a freaking grip and tell me the coordinates of the city's main bridge. We're gonna be jumping off of it. You can swim, right? Of course I can't swim! I'm terrified of water! That's why I've never been to a beach! We're not jumping off any bridge, you psycho! Can you please do what I'm saying and just trust me? There's a life jacket under the seat. Strap that on and find me the bridge. Now! With shaking fingers, I located the bridge and fed the coordinates into the car's GPS. Undo your seatbelt, and when I say go, open the car door. Your seat will automatically eject, and you'll land in the water. Don't panic. You're wearing a life vest, and I'll get to you quickly. You ready? I've never been less ready for anything in my life. Okay, then. Go! Liam swerved the car off the bridge and into the air. My seat ejected immediately, and I landed headfirst into the water. Before I could panic completely, Liam swam over to me swiftly, grabbed me by the waist, and pulled me onto the shore. We ran down some docks where Liam found an unlocked car, and we sped away in it. I was too shocked to even speak anymore. Liam drove us out of the city to some abandoned warehouse, where we were let in by an elegant older woman. Hello, Agent Skywalker. I was expecting you to be alone. So was I. Agatha, trust me, this wasn't part of the plan. Alright, alright, I've had enough! Can you tell me what's going on, Agent Skywalker? Liam finally told me that he was a CIA agent who had been assigned the task of recruiting a special security team to protect the government databases and national secrets. But there's another CIA agent who has gone rogue, and yesterday, she broke into our facility and stole the key to a new weapon the government's developing. And she's framed me for the theft. Now everyone thinks I'm a traitor. Luckily, the key's heavily encrypted, but someone will break the code soon, and I have to get it back before they do. It's the only way to clear my name. That's why I couldn't let myself get arrested. And Agatha here's an old friend. She's the only one I can trust right now. So, what's the next plan of action? I have a fairly good idea where the rogue agent took that key. So I'm going there, and you will stay here. Look, I can hardly believe I'm saying this after the horrible day I've had, but I think you should take me with you. I'm a really good coder and hacker, and I can help. I'm very helpful, actually. I just haven't had a chance to... Okay, then, let's go. What, now? I thought you'd offer me some food first, and I wouldn't mind a nap. Now! Wait, Agent Skywalker, aren't you forgetting something? What? You know, the thing... Agatha, I really don't have time for riddles, so just say it. Okay, you're forgetting your lucky underwear from your Star Wars collection, the one you always wear before an important mission. I looked at Liam's face and burst out laughing. <laughs> lucky underwear? Oh my god. Oh jeez, I think I peed my pants. <laughs> Oops, I really did. Um, can I get some underwear too, please? According to Liam, the key was in a highly secure facility inside a toothpaste factory. The only way we could get in was to wear employee uniforms and hide in the back of one of the company trucks taking some supplies inside. Dark, confined spaces. I hate dark, confined spaces. Why don't you try distracting yourself? Sure. Why don't you help me do that? Why was Agatha calling you Agent Skywalker? Because of your lucky underwear? It's just one of my many names. Is Liam your real name? No. So what is your real name? 
I'm obviously not gonna tell you. Okay then, do you tell your girlfriends your real name? Depends. I haven't dated in a while, especially after what happened with the last one. Why? What happened? None of your business. Let me guess, she couldn't put up with your cold heart anymore? Or she found out you're lying about your identity and thought you're a cheater. Oh no wait, I've got it. Some enemy of yours killed her. <laughs> Liam went quiet and my heart suddenly sank. Oh my god, no! She really died? I couldn't save her, Ellie. I'm sorry, Liam. I'm so sorry. That's so tragic. And it also explains why you're a cold-hearted robot now. I mean, this kind of stuff changes a person. <laughs> Jeez, why are you so gullible? I'm a CIA agent. I'm trained to convincingly lie about anything. That was a joke? Dude, that's just mean. Well, if you still want a sob story, she did betray me. My ex is the rogue agent, and she's the one who stolen the key and framed me. Are you happy now? Oh, wow, that's a lot. So, how do you feel about it? Like, I just want you to be quiet now. I silently processed everything I'd just heard, but after a few minutes, I started feeling anxious again. I wish I was special, so very special, but I'm a creep. I'm a weirdo, what am I doing here, I don't belong here. Please, please stop, you're sucking up the limited oxygen in here. You're not the boss of me, well, you were, but then you fired me, remember? And since you won't talk to me, I'm gonna sing. How are you gonna make me shut up, huh? I can think of at least one way. Suddenly, Liam moved closer and put his hands on my face. Oh my god, was he about to kiss me? Just then, the truck jolted to a halt and Liam pushed me away. Rude! We quietly slipped out and made our way to the entrance. We scanned the fake IDs Agatha had given us and we were inside the building. Liam had the building's blueprints and he led the way to the surveillance room. We peeked inside to see a security guard observing the screens and Liam quietly crept up to him. Just then, my nose started itching like crazy and I tried desperately not to sneeze. The guard turned around and Liam punched him hard in the face, then stabbed him with a tranquilizer. <gasps> Why do you look like you're gonna be sick? I've only put him to sleep. Oh, I know. I'm just terrified of needles. I think I told you, I have... Yeah, yeah, a very low threshold for pain, I remember. Okay, we gotta check all the rooms in this place. There's gotta be a team working hard to decode that key. We scanned all the screens, but it seemed like there was hardly anyone in the building. Just then, I spotted an empty room with only a glass case in the center. Liam, do you think the key's in that vault? Yeah, it looks like it. Listen, Ellie, I need you to hack into their system and find out whatever you can about the security measures in that vault. I'm gonna be by the door to keep an eye out. You got it. I was totally lost in my work, when suddenly, my eyes flitted to one of the screens. Um, Liam, what did you say your ex-girlfriend looked like? I don't think I said anything. Would you say she's a skinny supermodel type with lovely blonde hair, a perfect jawline, and very, very long legs? Yeah? Why? Well, if we don't scram out of here in the next three minutes, I think you're about to be reunited with your ex. She's coming this way! Liam grabbed my hand and we ran out and down the corridor like crazy. Suddenly, security alarms started blaring all over the building. I guess she found the unconscious guard in the surveillance room. Ellie, why have you stopped running? I... I'm so... out of breath. 
I'm a computer person on my butt all day. Not used to running. Suddenly, Liam swept me up like a sack of potatoes, flung me over his shoulder, and started running again. All the entrances were being sealed, and Liam managed to get through the last one seconds before it slammed shut. We went rolling onto the ground, then got up quickly and sprinted as some guards chased us. As soon as we got outside the gates, a car screeched to a stop in front of us. Get in! Hurry! Yet another narrow escape. Was the mission successful? Far from it. We didn't manage to get the information we needed to break into the vault where the key's being kept. What are you talking about? I downloaded every single piece of information on their system in this flash drive. This one. No, wait. Not this one, either. It's the neon green one. It's my favorite. Aha! Here you go. What? Oh my god, Ellie. You're amazing! He pulled me into a hug, and I was so startled that I didn't even hug him back. I wanted to kick myself for this wasted opportunity. And when we got back to the safe house, I crashed onto my bed like a malfunctioned hard drive. I was exhausted, but I kept having nightmares. And at some point, I woke up in a cold sweat. Just then, I screamed to see a dark shadow hovering over me, and I punched it hard. Ow! Liam, what are you doing here? You were shouting in your sleep. I was just checking on you. Aw, you came to see if I was okay? Well, that's too much to hope for. I already know you're unhinged. Jeez, I think you've broken my nose. What, with these jelly arms? Come on, don't be a baby. A baby could punch harder than me. I'm not being a baby. Ugh. Since you're finally up, let me show you what we found from that information you got. Agatha and Liam then proceeded to tell me that we didn't need to break into the vault. Apparently, they discovered a foreign delegation was visiting the embassy in two days for a big event, and the stolen key would be exchanged there. The rogue agent, Princess Leia, will be disguised as a journalist. She will be secretly handing it over to this undercover foreign- Whoa, hold on. Your ex-girlfriend's codename is Princess Leia? Oh, now I get why you're Agent Skywalker. <laughs> That's really cheesy. Can you focus on what's actually important? Leia might recognize you, Liam, even in disguise. I can get you in the building as the kitchen staff. But we need to send someone else in as a guest. Preferably a pretty harmless-looking girl who can get close enough to the arms dealer to find out when the exchange is happening. I'm not sure I can. Wait, Ellie, you're a girl. Gee, thanks for finally noticing. She's not a trained agent. It's too dangerous. Yeah, man. Stop putting me in danger. You'll just be like any other guest at the event, and I'll be close by and constantly in touch with you. Please, Ellie. This is my last chance before the key leaves the country. Okay, okay, fine. You can act like a cute, flirty girl, right? I'm used to my mother throwing me at rich guys, so yeah, I have some practice. You should be prepared for anything. You know, once I was working the field, I had to kiss a mafia boss to distract him. It brought down his whole operation. She's not very good in that department, Agatha. I've seen her practicing in a mirror. That's not what I was doing! Look, I'm a pretty good kisser, okay? Well, it's an important skill any undercover agent should have. So, prove it. Prove it? How? You could just kiss me, duh. What, like right now? Is that really necessary? Maybe she just finds you ugly, Agent Skywalker. I didn't say that. I mean, who would find him ugly? He's very good looking. That's just a fact. Like, I'm sure even a lesbian would find him attractive. Then it's just your bad kissing skills stopping you, I guess. 
Let's hope you don't need to use them. You know what, man? Just shut up! I suddenly grabbed Liam and kissed him hard. He kissed me back, and my brain exploded with fireworks. Well, uh, that was not half bad. It was good. Great, even. Yeah, she'll be fine. I, um... I'm gonna get some more coffee. I'm proud of you, kid. Two days later, as I was getting ready for the event, I felt sick with anxiety. Just then, someone knocked gently, and Liam walked in. Wow, you clean up nice. I mean, uh, your dress is pretty. I think I'm gonna barf all over it soon. Don't be so nervous. I won't let anything happen to you. Here's your earpiece. It has a tracker in there. I'm just not cut out for this, Liam. I'm not so sure about that. Do you know anything about your dad, Ellie? My dad? No, I don't. He left when I was just a few months old. Yeah, because he was an undercover CIA agent too. What? Your dad was one of the best agents in the field, and he was brilliant with computers. He's not around anymore, but he served his country well. And finding you wasn't just a coincidence. We've been keeping an eye on you. And you proved you have his skills when you crossed every level on that treasure hunt game we sent you. So maybe you are meant for all this. It's in your blood. You... you've met my dad? Yeah, once. You have his eyes too. He tucked my hair behind my ear and gave me a warm smile, and my heart nearly fell out of my chest. Just then Agatha walked in, saying the car was ready. At the event, I was looking everywhere for the arms dealer, and I finally spotted him. Just then, a tall, dark girl with glasses approached him and whispered something in his ear, and they both started walking out of the hall. Princess Leia is on the move. I think the exchange is happening now. Follow them to see where they're going. I'll come after you. I rushed out of the hall and saw them going down a corridor. They walked to the end of it and entered the room on the left. I inched closer, and as I tried peeking through the door, I suddenly lost my balance and fell inside. And all eyes turned to me. Oh, I'm so sorry. I thought this was the bathroom. Sorry, sorry. You can continue with whatever you were doing. Not so fast, girl. Ow, ow, that hurts. Hey, maybe it was just a mistake. She seems like a harmless little girl. Oh, really? Is that why she's wearing an earpiece? That? That's my hearing aid. Who do you work for? What? I can't hear you! Look, we can't do the exchange right now. This place is probably surrounded by federal agents. Leave immediately. I will create a distraction. And you go. You're staying here. Sit down. I plopped my butt into a chair as the girl took out a laptop and started typing like crazy. What you doing? You know, I'm very good at computers. You need any help? Oh, I'm just activating an explosive device linked to this laptop that will go off in five minutes and blow up half of this place. So that should create a nice distraction. What? I gotta run, babe. It was nice meeting you. Ciao. She then ran out of the room and locked it from outside. Oh my god! I stood frozen in panic, staring at the screen seeing my life flash before my eyes. But then somehow, I managed to muster some courage. Okay, okay. Calm down, Emmy. I mean, Ellie, it's just a laptop. Any software can be overwritten. Anything can be decoded. You can do this. 
You got this, girl. I tried everything I knew, but nothing was working. And then I had a brainwave. I opened Google and typed in the website from where I downloaded the virus at work. I clicked on it, and the screen turned red. Your system is under attack and will be immediately destroyed now. Goodbye. And then the laptop went blank. I'd actually done it. Oh, my God. I collapsed to the floor. And just then, the door burst open, and Liam pulled me into his arms. Ellie, are you okay? Leia took your earpiece, and I ended up following her instead. Did you manage to stop her? Did you get the key? Yeah, I did. Agatha hadn't told me before, but she'd call in the other agents to help. And I'm really glad. We needed it. Leia's under arrest, and so's the arms dealer. That's amazing! And Liam, did you know that I just defused a very large explosive device and saved many lives? You did what? The federal agents evacuated the embassy and scanned the entire building and found the device that had been linked to the laptop. You're a hero, Ellie. Seriously. You're the smartest girl I've ever met. I'm hiring you back immediately. We can train you to be a field agent. That's very kind of you, but I'd actually like to go home. Earlier today, I got a message from the hospital that my mom's out of her coma. She's been asking for me. Oh, wow. That's great news. But you can come back when she's better, right? You know what? I don't think so. Yeah, my dad was an agent, but I'm not meant for this life of high stress, crippling anxiety, and close calls. I'm just an ordinary nerd who's happy behind a computer screen. Okay, no field agent. Just a desk job then. Ellie, I'm trying to say something here. I would personally like you to stick around. Maybe we can even go out for dinner sometimes. I owe you a decent meal. Look, Liam, it's not exactly a secret that I've had a giant crush on you since we met. But the truth is, I don't have a crush on the real you, because I don't know the real you, and I probably never will. I mean, what's your real name? Liam just looked at me silently. Yeah, I thought so. But I get it. You're meant for this life, and it suits you. But it's not for me. Just one thing. Can I take this dress with me? It's all yours. I extended my hand and he shook it gently. Then I got into the car waiting for me and left. Back at home, I was overjoyed to see mom doing well. And with my large paycheck, I was able to take care of all our bills and then some. Oh my daughter, we're rich! Did you find rich man? No, mom. I worked very hard for this money. And I'm in charge of the finances now. But to celebrate mom's recovery, I decided to throw her one lavish party with all her friends at Christmas. And I was trying not to zone out of a very boring conversation with some rich, dumb jock when suddenly the doorbell rang. Liam, what are you doing here? It's Norman. Huh? What's Norman? My real name! Oh, Norman! Ouch, that's not a cool name, dude. I know that. Listen, Ellie, I miss you, okay? You're crazy and you talk a lot, and you're an awful singer. There's never a dull moment with you around, because you're also smart and beautiful and adorable. And I tried to keep a cold front because I didn't want to get too close. But despite my best efforts, I can't stop thinking about you. You're anything but ordinary. So yeah, my real name's Norman, and I'm willing to tell you more if you agree to go out with me. I'm not even your type. Evil Longlegs Barbie is your type. Not anymore. Geeky Jelly Arms Computer Nerd is my type now.
And then he pulled me into a kiss. You're like my boyfriend now? I like the sound of that. Can I tell my mom you're rich? I am rich. Like, really rich. Perfect. Mom, I found a rich man. Ugh, <gasps> <gasps> uh, another day in this insufferable place. It's lunchtime, and I'm sitting alone at my usual spot in the cafeteria. The buzzing noise of other students fills the air like an obnoxious soundtrack. Great. I take a bite of my mediocre lunch, trying to ignore the stares. You see, I have these, well, crazy eyes. They change color and pattern depending on my emotions, making me a walking mood ring. I guess I'm like a living meme. The mockery of the century. Suddenly, my best friend, Hanako, slides into the seat across from me. This overly enthusiastic girl is the only one who can tolerate my sarcasm. And, well, my eyes. Kazumi, did you see the new meme about the doge to the moon thing? It's hilarious. I roll my eyes. If only they could send me to the moon and away from all this drama. Wow, Hanako. Such meme. Much originality. She giggles and shows me the meme on her phone. I'll admit it's pretty funny, but I'd rather not give her the satisfaction. You know, with your crazy eyes, you could become a meme too. Just think about it. My eyes flicker to a neon green with a lightning bolt pattern. Really, Hanako? As if I need more attention. Oh, I can see it now. Crazy eyes, Kazumi. The internet sensation who puts all other memes to shame. Suddenly, a paper ball hits the side of my head. I glance up to see Yuji smirking from a nearby table. Yuji, the popular guy who loves to make my life miserable. Hey, crazy eyes! Wanna show us some of your tricks? His friends laugh, and my eyes narrow, turning a fiery red with smoke patterns. I clench my fists, trying to hold back my anger. Just ignore them, Kazumi. They're not worth your time. Hanako reaches across the table, giving my hand a reassuring squeeze. Don't let them get to you, Kazumi. You're way cooler than them. <sighs> Thanks, Hanako. But sometimes I just wish I was normal. She looks at me with sympathy. I appreciate her concern, but I can't help feeling like a burden. Later, as I walk through the school hallways, I can't shake off the feeling that I'm being watched. I pause, glancing around. Suddenly, I spot a flashy girl with a camera in her hand, quickly snapping a picture of me. Hey, crazy eyes! You're gonna be famous soon. I frown, watching her hurry off. Why can't I just be left alone? Great. Another wannabe paparazzo. Can't wait for my inevitable rise to fame. When I reach my locker, I find a note taped to it. Meet me on the rooftop after school. I have something important to tell you. Oh, how original. A rooftop rendezvous. I can't wait to find out who my secret admirer is. My eyes shift to a deep blue with question mark patterns. I can't help but feel a mix of curiosity and annoyance. Just who could this mysterious note lever be? Might as well find out. If nothing else, it'll be a good laugh. The school day drags on, each class more tedious than the last. I can hardly wait for the final bell to ring. As it does, 
I quickly gather my things and head for the rooftop. The anticipation is killing me. Or maybe it's just indigestion from the cafeteria food. As I open the rooftop door, I'm greeted by a gentle breeze and the sight of Yuto, the quiet guy, who's always been somewhat of an enigma to me. My eyes shift to a pale pink with swirls, signaling my surprise and confusion. Hey, Kazumi, I've been waiting for you. Really? You're the one who left the note? What's the catch? <laughs> no catch. I just wanted to talk to you about your eyes. I cross my arms, not entirely convinced by his friendly demeanor. What about them? Are you here to make fun of me too? No, not at all. Actually, I wanted to tell you that I think they're amazing. My eyes widen, turning a bright yellow with star patterns. This was unexpected. Wait, you're serious? You don't think they're freakish? No way! I think your eyes make you unique and special. And I'm not the only one. There's a whole online community who would love to see them. What? Like some kind of crazy eye fetish group? <laughs> no, no! It's a group of people who celebrate unique abilities. Like yours. I think you'd fit right in. I can't help but crack a small smile. Maybe Yuto isn't as bad as I thought. But a part of me is still skeptical. So what? I just start posting pictures of my eyes online and suddenly I'm a star? Why not? You never know what could happen. Embrace your unique ability and show the world what you've got. I look out over the school grounds, thinking about his words. Could I really turn my so-called curse into something positive? The thought is both terrifying and exhilarating. Maybe it's time to stop hiding in the shadows. Let's see if the world is ready for Crazy Eyes Kazumi. With a newfound sense of determination, I look back at Yuto. All right, I'll give it a shot. But if I become a meme, it's on you. We both laugh as we walk back into the school building. My eyes now a kaleidoscope of colors, reflecting my whirlwind of emotions. Little did I know, my life was about to take an unexpected turn. Over the next few weeks, Yuto helps me set up an online presence. We create profiles on various social media platforms and start posting pictures and videos of my eyes in action. It's a strange experience, but also kind of fun. Who knew there were so many hashtags for unique eyes? Slowly but surely, I start to gain followers. People are fascinated by my eyes, leaving comments ranging from amazing to are they even real? Wow, it's like I've discovered a whole new world of validation. My self-esteem has never been higher. Yuto just laughs and continues to encourage me. He's always there, helping me come up with new ideas and cheering me on. I have to admit, it's nice to have someone in my corner. One day, as we're scrolling through my latest posts, I notice a message from a talent agency. They want to represent me and help me turn my unique eyes into a brand. My eyes flash to a vibrant purple with exclamation points, reflecting my shock and excitement. Is this for real? They want me to become a model or something? Told you your eyes were amazing. This is just the beginning, Kazumi. The world is gonna love you. As much as I want to maintain my sarcastic facade, I can't help but feel a surge of happiness. Maybe my eyes really can bring something positive to my life. Well, I guess it's time to take the world by storm. One crazy-eyed selfie at a time. Together, Yuto and I dive headfirst into the world of modeling, endorsements, and even a TV appearance or two. It's surreal and chaotic, but also incredibly exciting. My life has become a whirlwind of photo shoots, interviews, and autographs. It's like I'm living in some kind of bizarre alternate reality. I went from being the outcast to the star attraction. Through it all, Yuto remains by my side, offering support and guidance. Our friendship grows stronger, 
and I find myself wondering if there might be something more between us. <sighs> Love and fame. It's like a cliched drama waiting to happen. But as my fame continues to rise, so does the pressure. I struggle to balance school, my personal life, and my newfound career. The constant attention and scrutiny wear on me, and I begin to feel trapped. I wanted to be accepted for my crazy eyes, but now it feels like they're all anyone sees. Is this really what I wanted? As I sit on the rooftop, reflecting on the whirlwind my life has become, Yuto finds me, a concerned look on his face. Kazumi, are you okay? You've been really quiet lately. I look at him, my eyes a stormy gray with raindrop patterns, revealing my inner turmoil. I don't know, Yuto. I thought fame would make me happy, but it just feels overwhelming. He sits down beside me, offering a comforting presence. It's okay to feel overwhelmed. You've been through a lot. Just remember, you're more than just your crazy eyes. You're Kazumi, and that's what really matters. As his words sink in, my eyes slowly shift to a soft blue, with a gentle wave pattern. Maybe there's more to me than just my eyes, and it's time to find out who I really am, beyond the fame and the memes. No. I'm not going to give up that easily. I thought, as I sat in the cave, no one would find me here for sure, except for the group of tourists who'd come here on a field trip. Not only that, I found myself in a terribly uncomfortable situation because I was in a filthy cave in my wedding dress. I got kicked out of there in disgrace. It turned out that I was hiding in the tourist zone. Whoever thought of doing tours in caves? It stinks and is boring as hell. But as soon as I got outside, I was immediately picked up by my fiancé Jacob's men. Oh man, now I really have to get married. Hi, my name's Lily, and my mom's making me get married, so I don't have to be dependent on her anymore. My mother should get the Mother of the Year award, because she's done enough to annoy me over the past year, and also caused me serious injury. It's her fault I broke my arm, because she made me work as a janitor in the winter, and then one morning, when the power went out all over town, I slipped in the dark, fell down, and blacked out. And when I woke up, I had a cast on my arm. I was in terrible pain. But instead of words of encouragement, my mother said, You did it on purpose so you wouldn't have to work. Do I look crazy? No, you're just lazy. You're useless. You can feel sorry for my mother. She's got such a grown-up daughter who's still not working. But the thing is... We're pretty well off, and we don't need anything. But my mother got it into her head that I have to work, because I'm 18 years old now. The thing is, her friend's daughter has been working since she was 16 and helping the family. And my mom hears from her friend all the time about how great her daughter is. And then she blows her brains out that I should set an example. So adopt her! I once got angry. I'm not going to sacrifice my time for your whims! I'm actually at university, and if I work, I wouldn't have time to study. That's just an excuse, Lily. If you wanted to, you could find a way. I don't want to, so leave me alone. But Mom was determined not to give up, and I found out the next morning when I got into the shower and cold water was pouring down on me. I screamed so loud, the whole neighborhood must have heard me. I ran out of the shower right away. And I yelled at my mom, and she just shrugged her shoulders and said that the water had been cut off for non-payment because I don't work. So, there's no hot water for me. 
Of course, I knew my mother turned off the heater herself by turning the valve. What are you talking about, daughter? I just didn't have the money to pay the water bill. And no one helps me financially. Soon, we probably won't even have electricity. I got really pissed off, and I had to go to my friend Melissa's house to take a shower. I felt really uncomfortable, but luckily, she understood. Melissa thought my mom was wrong, but I wasn't just lying on the couch all day with my phone on all day. I'm in school, and I'm an A student. Then my mom started selling stuff that I wasn't buying with my allowance. It was my money, so I'm entitled. Mom, you're crazy. We're doing fine. Why are you ruining it? You don't want to hear me. You don't want to understand me. I was able to get my laptop back, but I had to say goodbye to my old console, a fitness watch, and a new leather jacket. But even that didn't break me, because I kept standing on my ground. My studies would come first, even if I had no fight with my mom about it. And then I had an unexpected surprise. I came home from the university, and I saw a beautifully set table. Mom even bought me a new dress. What's the catch? Are you going to take it away tomorrow? Of course not, honey. Get dressed. We have guests coming over. A family visited us. I immediately noticed a very handsome boy. It turned out to be my mother's colleagues and their son. The guy was shy, but that only added to his charm. He and I had a nice chat about games, movies, and studying. I really liked the guy, but only until I found out something. My mom has a thing for talking loudly on the phone. She thought I'd gone to bed, but in fact, I was finishing my literature essay. And that's when I heard that it wasn't just guests. Turns out, our parents want to marry us. What? But why would mom do that? What's she up to? I ran out of the room right away. I reached the phone out of her hands, and I threw it at the wall, feeling like I was the coolest agent 007 ever. I heard that. What are you up to? If you don't want to work and help me, then you're going to get married. So you don't have to sit on my neck anymore, Lily. I was so shocked. I stood there like an ice-cold statue for a minute. When I came to myself, my mother had already locked herself in the bedroom. No, this is too much. I'm not marrying anyone. Never. Meanwhile, my mother called the family back in for dinner. I dressed up like a real goth. I climbed up on the table. I threw away all the food, and then I started singing Rumsting songs. Well, that's just to scare the guests. You guys are crazy, like the Adams family, the man exclaimed. And we have a coffin in the closet, I said, and I laughed wickedly. The guests immediately ran away in terror, and then... I ran out of the house to avoid the hot hand of my wicked mother. I hid at Melissa's and told her everything. My friend suggested an interesting theory. Your mother probably wants you to work for a reason. Maybe she really does have some problems that you don't know about. That seemed like a sensible idea to me. The next day, I went through my mother's things. And I found something interesting. Turns out, about six months ago, she got mixed up with scammers who scammed her out of a lot of money. So that's why she wants me to go to work so bad. Mom has debts that for some reason I have to pay off. When I told Mom that I knew her secret, she was able to get away with it. I needed money for a gift. You act so hard for an electric scooter. But I didn't ask to go into debt. That's your problem. We argued for a long time. And the very next day, 
Another fiancé came to visit us. Very wealthy, handsome, but terribly spoiled. I didn't like him at first sight, but my mother begged me to marry him. We'll settle our debts, and then you'll get a divorce. You might even get something in the divorce. Do it for me. No way. However, that guy didn't know how to take no for an answer, and he got us married. But I wasn't going to give up either. So I ran away from my own wedding and hid in a cave. And then you know the rest. And when we danced the first dance, he purposely stepped on my feet. And I responded by throwing a piece of cake at him as a joke. The guest laughed. I laughed too. But Jacob, on the other hand, he was furious. Believe me, I did everything to get him to divorce me. I ruined his food. I burned his clothes with an iron. And once, I sold cheaply through an online store for the goods he was supposed to ship to his business associates in another country. But Jacob remained undeterred. At least, that's what I thought, until we had a social evening. Jacob came on stage, told me how much he loved me and cherished me. And then he showed people a slideshow of wedding photos. Except it wasn't wedding photos. They were mine, shameful ones, which the whole society saw. Now you've lost. Jacob said angrily. Then he came up to me. Let's just get a divorce. I'd love to, except our parents signed a contract, and I have to put up with you for a year. A year? I couldn't believe my ears. I couldn't hold back the tears of despair. Jacob didn't even feel sorry for me. Just like that, I was all alone. It was good that I could go to the university and get support from Melissa. But my mom didn't see how miserable I was. She talked me into staying with Jacob forever, because he's insanely rich, and he certainly wouldn't skimp on gifts and expensive things. There's no way in hell I'm staying with that jerk, I screamed. The year went by unbearably slowly, and I finally got my divorce. In the divorce, I had no claim on Jacob's family money, but he gave me $200,000 himself. Buy yourself a house and move away from your crazy mother. My ex-husband said, and then he added, I'm sorry about what happened. It's been a sucky year for both of us. That's for sure, but thanks for the money. I could use it. After the divorce, I immediately bought a house on the coast. It wasn't a new one, but I didn't care. My mother wanted to move in with me. She'd always wanted to move out of that cramped apartment and into a house of her own. Oh no, I'm going to live here alone, I said. Lily, how could you do this to your own mother? How could you do this to your own daughter? You got yourself into debt, and you made me pay it off without thinking about my schooling or what I wanted. If it weren't for me, you wouldn't have this house. I'm the one who made you marry Jacob. Yes, and that was a terrible year, too. Even that 200000 wouldn't make up for it. I don't want to see you. I closed the door in front of my mother, and I cried. I was very hurt that she couldn't understand me and it hurt even more that I would no longer be able to communicate with her. My mother had betrayed me. Melissa and I renovated my new house together, and then one night, Jacob showed up at my door. Did something happen? Yeah, I don't have anybody to talk to, and I have a problem. Jacob told me his business is failing, and he has nowhere else to go, because all his friends and majors had turned their backs on him. My friend wanted him out, because she knew how he humiliated me at that social gathering. No, he's staying. And even though my ex-husband and I weren't friends, he gave me money after the divorce and helped me move out of my mother's house. 
I helped Jacob come to his senses after he lost his business. I also suggested a good idea for a startup. He loved the idea, but I had to sell the house to make it happen. Melissa thought the guy was going to screw me, but Jacob didn't. Instead, he took a cut, and now we're making money together from the business. The business helped us get closer and become friends. However, no amount of money helped me to reconcile with my mother. She was now resentful of me, but I didn't want to crawl on my knees in front of her either. But I hope that in future, we can forgive each other. Do you think my mom deserved forgiveness? Write your answers in the comments, like the video, and subscribe to the channel.